If you missed any part of today's show and would like to listen to the podcast, please visit SherryHillShow.com. The Carson City Mint was established by Congress on March 3, 1863, to serve the coinage needs brought about by the Comstock Load, the largest silver strike in the nation's history. Prior to the development of this facility, silver and gold ore mined in the Nevada Territory was shipped to San Francisco for processing. However, the cost of shipping and the risk of theft necessitated a branch in the territory. In 1870, just six years after Nevada entered the Union as the 36th state, residents enthusiastically welcomed their new mint. The Carson City U.S. Mint's formal mint status was withdrawn in 1899 due to the drastic decline in mining on the Comstock. The facility continued to function as an assay office until it closed in 1933. It was sold to the state of Nevada in 1939 for $10,000. Today, it functions as one of seven Nevada State Museums where we can learn about the rich and colorful history of our Silver State. My guest today is Museum Director Myron Friedman, Nevada State Museum, Carson City. So welcome, Myron. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Well, let's start with what's going on down at the Nevada State Museum. Uh, I know it's ramping up for the sesquicentennial celebration of the historic Mint Building next year. That's right. February 4th of 2020 will be 150 years since the Carson City Mint issued its first coin. So we have been celebrating actually since December of last year. And why have we been doing that? Well, because it was a process to get the mint up and running. So the first coin press arrived in late 1868. So we celebrated its arrival in December of last year. And we've had programs ever since celebrating different aspects of, of anniversaries that occurred. Uh, for example, the first superintendent was Abe Curry, who's considered the founding father of Carson City. And so he took over the superintendency uh, in April of 1869. So this past April, we had a big party for Abe Curry. On Curry Street, I bet. Well, the, <laughs> the museum is, is flanked yeah. by Curry Street. Everything is Curry in Carson right. City. Yeah, I, we should open a restaurant, you know, and serve Curry's Curry, you exactly. know? Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this is pretty exciting. And, you know, it took, uh, a lot of effort to get this mint, you know, producing again, right? So, I mean, I know you're the museum director, and when somebody probably said, hey, we want to, you know, stamp a new coin, what happened? <laughs> well, minting at the museum has been uh, going on off and on since the 1970s, depending on the condition of the coin press. I guess we should back up a little bit to say that the coin press in the museum, sitting in the historic Mint building, is the first coin press that arrived at the Mint. And today it is operational. So this is a remarkable historic phenomenon. These two things, the, the Mint and its first press still together, and the press is still operating. So yes, we prepare uh, medallions, um, we sell them in the store, but we also allow people to come in on minting days and purchase what we call a planchette, which is a coin blank. And these are silver planchettes, they're pure silver, and they can purchase them in the store, bring them to the coin press on minting days, and right there, right in front of you, you can have the, the coin press mint you a medallion. 
Wow, that's pretty awesome. One of the things that you guys are doing is in honor of the Carson City Mint is this Liberty Seated Half Dollar, right? So that's what is right. so special about that? Well, again, to celebrate the sesquicentennial, we thought, what would be a very special thing to mint on coin press number one? And we thought, well, why not reproduce one of the original coins the first year it was in operation? So we selected the half dollar. So this is a reproduction of the first half dollar to come off of the press. Probably happened around April of 1870. After they did some other pieces first, they got around to doing the half dollar. And so that's why we chose this, because it's the first half dollar to come off the press. Um, we had the, the dies made. You know, the dies are what actually put the impression on the coins. The dies were engraved by a retired sculptor slash engraver of the United States Mint. So someone who's very knowledgeable. He did a lot of research on the half dollar, and he made a perfect replica for us. has the CC Mint mark on it. Here's the other thing about the half dollar. We partnered with Coor Rochester, one of the mining companies in Nevada. They have a silver mine in Lovelock. And so the silver we're using in this half dollar comes from that Nevada silver mine. So just think about everything that's come together here. The historic mint, the first coin press, Nevada silver, and a reproduction of the first half dollar to come off of that press. So you can't get any more collectible than that. And you're only going to make so many, is that correct? Well, they only gave us so much silver. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> so yeah, we're limited to 3,000 pieces. We have minted approximately 1,000. So we're, we're, and we just started on August 1st. That's when we released it. They're going pretty good. Absolutely. So if somebody really wants to be a part of this fantastic history regarding our state, they need to get down to the Nevada State Museum in Carson City soon. And I know you have specific mint days, so of course you want them to check out the website first to know when. Our website is mint150.com. All the information about our programs are there. Minting days will be every Friday and Saturday from 11 to 3. So that allows people to come by on their lunch hour if they're working on Friday, or if they want to bring the kids on Saturday, they can do that. We have these wonderful volunteers who are our coining crew. And um, again, you can buy the planchettes in the store and bring them to the coin press and just have it done right, right in front of you. Now, you don't have to do that. You can call up the store, and the number is on the website, and order one. All of them are minted on the coin press. Any medallion we sell at that museum are all minted on coin press number one. They all have the CC mint mark. This is pretty exciting, and you know, especially for northern Nevada, because we've got a lot of sesquicentennials happening. We were talking about that before the show. You've got the Capitol building. Reno just celebrated 150 years. So, I mean, if you really love Nevada, I mean, this is this year and next, or it's a party. <laughs> this, is, this is just one of the great Nevada stories, and I just can't stress how lucky we are to have this historic phenomenon in our community. The Mint, the Coin Press, in the Capitol, um, it just doesn't get any more Nevada than that. And, and this is, um, this, the, the fact that it's the sesquicentennial, I, I can say I think it's kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. 
you know, uh, I mean, we might, we might be around for the 200th, some of us, but uh, most of us won't be. So if you, want, <laughs> if you want to get that 150th commemorative, it, now's the time to do it. Absolutely. And, and it's not just going down to the museum. I mean, there's a lot of other things going on down there, and we'll talk some more about that in the second half. But I do want to continue on this, you know, the Mint 150, because it's kind of a, uh, you know, there's a lot going on around that. So what is it that our listeners should also know about, you know, check out the Mint 150 and what's happening? Right. Well, I mentioned the minting days, so we're increasing them to every Friday and Saturday, so everybody gets a chance to come down and experience that. But we also have, on the third Saturday of every month, a Mint 150 program. So different aspects of Mint history um, have been discussed every third Saturday since uh, December of last year. And coming up in September, and this is kind of a special day, but the program has to do with the fact that the first baseball games that were played in Carson City were organized by people who worked at the Mint. So they brought baseball to Nevada. And Bob Nyland, the curator at the uh, museum, will, who's an expert on baseball in general and specifically on historic Carson City baseball, will be giving a talk on baseball, uh, that baseball game, where Carson City, frankly, uh, just uh, cleaned the clocks of the Virginia City team. <laughs> uh, it was, it was, it's, the scores are, are just unbelievable to, wow. to look at. it. But baseball was played a little differently back then. And then we are leading up to um, February for the sesquicentennial celebration, the actual celebration. And we have an exciting program planned. We're still shaping it up, but for example, uh, we're hoping the governor is there to uh, greet everybody and we're on his schedule. And also the director of the United States Mint, uh, David Ryder, he will be here because he understands what's going on. He understands how unique it is that the Carson City Mint Building is still here and we're still giving tours through it and we're still operating the coin press inside it. So he is vastly interested in what's going on here and he's going to come out and help us commemorate uh, the 150th. And one thing I'd like to uh, talk about, if, if, if you want to hear about it, is the coin press because we get sort of focused on the mint building and maybe the coin press doesn't get quite the attention that it deserves. But it has quite a story. The coin press was manufactured in Philadelphia. It arrived in 1868 in Carson City. Now the company in Philadelphia was called Morgan and Orr. They manufactured all of the coin presses for the mints at the time. And mind you, at the time, once Carson City came online, there were only three mints, Philadelphia, San Francisco, and Carson City. A lot of people think Denver was operating, but it was an assay office. It didn't become a mint until uh, the early 1900s. So this equipment was distributed uh, to the uh, mints at the time, the Morgan and Orr coin presses. Carson City received hers in 1868. And as I said, it took over a year for it to start minting. Why was that? Well, because the dyes had to come from Philadelphia. It's not like they were mailed to them, you know, and, and they were FedExed or anything, you know. <laughs> it took a, a while. It was a slow ride, <laughs> It yes. was a slow ride. <laughs> they finally got the dyes, and they finally minted their first coin in 1870 on February 4th, right? Well, this was the only coin press in the mint, which was a relatively small mint, for five years. Mm. So every CC minted coin from 70 through 74 at least came off of this coin press. Finally, there were two other coin presses. 
good thing because in 1878, coin press number one, the first one, broke down. Well, I mentioned Morgan & Orr, the company, is in Philadelphia. Did I mention that the coin press weighs six tons? Oh, wow. It's a 12,000-pound <laughs> machine. So they couldn't ship it back to be fixed. But by that time, the Virginian Truckee Railroad had been established. Well, they had a machine shop about a block away from the uh, Mint. They were able to take the press and fix it, took them a while, and send it back. And they got it back online, and it's operating. However, they made a slight alteration to it. I mentioned that the press was manufactured by Morgan and Orr in Philadelphia. It had a big manufacturer's plate right on it. Well, that plate was gone, and in its place was a new plate that said, Virginian Truckee Railroad Works, Carson, <laughs> Nevada. <laughs> they were so proud of their work, they you know, put their, uh, their, their name on it. Their own brand. <laughs> Well, this turned out to be a great thing because the Mint uh, issued its last coin in 1893, and then it lost its status as a Mint in 1899. When that happened, all of these presses were sent to other Mints. So they were distributed, they were gone, no longer in Carson City. The Mint remained an assay office until the 1930s, and then the state purchased it and turned it into the Nevada State Museum. Well, what's going on in San Francisco? They have a mint as well. Well, in the 1950s, they're getting new equipment. Well, that's where coin press number one eventually ended up was in San Francisco, and they were about to scrap the machine because they were getting new equipment. The machine is in its 80s, something like that, and uh, they were about to scrap it when somebody noticed Virginia and Truckee Railroad was stamped right on it. And they realized it must have come out of the Carson City Mint, so they called up the Mint. Well, now it's the museum, and they asked the museum director, would you like your coin press back? And he said, we sure would. So for $225, they were able to get that uh, coin press back into its original home. Awesome. So the Mint has moved around, the coin Mint the coin uh, press, press has moved around, and uh, so something to see as well. We've got to go to break. I come back. I'm going to pick up on my conversation with Myron Friedman, who's the museum director of the Nevada State Museum, Carson City. Stick with us. We'll be right back. The Four Kids Foundation, in partnership with Nevada Equine Assisted Therapy, is hosting a really neat benefit concert, Saturday, September 7th, at the Robert Z. Hawkins Amphitheater, Bartley Ranch. Tickets are $25, or a family pack of four is only $80. Food, drinks, and a fabulous raffle are part of the night's entertainment, which features singer-songwriter Bernice Lewis, songwriting duo Richard Elloyan and Steve Wade, plus local band Hourly Rate. To buy tickets or get more information about the really neat benefit concert on September 7th, go to the 4Kids Foundation website, 4KidsFoundation.org. If you missed any part of today's show and would like to listen to the podcast, please visit SherryHillShow.com. The Nevada State Museum Carson City actively engages diverse audiences in understanding and celebrating Nevada's natural and cultural heritage. The museum collects, preserves, and studies this heritage and shares it through exhibits, educational programs, publications, and research. 
I'm talking with Myron Friedman, the museum director of the Nevada State Museum, Carson City, and we've been talking about Mint 150, which is the 2019 and 2020 mark of the 150th anniversary of the Carson City U.S. branch Mint building and the beginning of coin production at the Mint in 1870. Pretty exciting. Uh, Myron, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, what else goes on down at the Nevada Museum there? I mean, you've got a lot of programs and events, and I just want to make sure people understand there's more to do and learn. Right. We have a very busy uh, uh, schedule of programs at the museum. Museum is open Tuesday through Sunday from um, 8.30 a.m. to uh, 4.30 p.m., and it's $8 for adults, and children 17 or under are free. So it's a pretty reasonable experience to go and have in Carson City. We have galleries full of um, Nevada history. We tell the story of Nevada's history, but we also tell some specialized stories. Currently, you can learn about the Chinese woodcutters who were um, working in the late 19th, early 20th century, and this particular story centers around Aurora, Nevada, which is down near the border where Bodie is. And so it's an interesting story about the um, woodcutters. Um, and we have artifacts that were excavated in the 1950s and 60s. And that's significant because today we have laws preventing people from just going out and picking things up that belong to uh, uh, the federal or the state uh, heritage. So this all happened before those laws were in place, and, and part of our job is to uh, preserve these items for uh, the people of Nevada, and that's what we're doing. But we also have galleries on natural history, so you can see all kinds of examples of animals in Nevada, some of the uh, geological specimens that are found in the state. Nevada is rich in, in, in incredible uh, geology. We also have fully articulated mammoth skeleton and the mammoth skeleton was excavated in the Black Rock Desert, which of course everybody thinks about as the location of the Burning Man Festival, but um, this uh, mammoth was excavated in the 1970s, of course long before uh, burners were around, and the mammoth was around long before any of us. The skeleton is... Uh, <laughs> and, and if you've ever been to the Black Rock Desert, you'll want, you, there's no shock why it died there, right? <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a favorite artifact, so uh, people uh, love seeing it. And then we have an amazing collection of Native American artifacts and a really special exhibit called Under One Sky. And what makes Under One Sky special is that uh, the perspectives that tell the story of Native Americans in this area is told through the eyes of both the scientists who uh, are engaged with the materials and analyzing them and, and coming up with theories about how long they were here and all of these kinds of facts that, uh, that we're all fascinated by. But right beside that is the perspective of the Native Americans about where they come from and, and, how, and how long they've been here, which is basically forever, and, um, and, and their perspective on different ideas behind their culture. And it's important that we get these perspectives out there because we really honor um, the stories that the Native Americans share with us and the collections that we have the, uh, the duty to take care of for everybody. So we take these responsibilities very seriously. And we have a basket collection uh, that is one of the finest in the world, if people are not aware of that. Um, some of it is on display. We're actually preparing a new gallery to exhibit more of it. It'll be ready next year. 
but you can also see these baskets in their collection areas. We call it the vault because we keep them in a, in a very sturdy vault because they are fairly priceless. Um, and you can make arrangements to take a special tour with the curator to uh, learn about the baskets. So that's another program we offer is behind-the-scene tours. So if you call the muse museum and ask about getting uh, a behind-the-scene tour, they'll tell you how to do that. And, we, and the curators do it several times a month. There is a lot going on down there, and I don't think a lot of people realize just how cool this museum is. I've been there once. Ah. Uh, I've lived here uh, almost 27 years, so that's not a good statement, is it? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> On your one visit, did you happen to see the mine? I did not. So this is a fairly famous exhibit at that museum. Uh, it's in the basement of the Mint Building. It was uh, constructed, they started in the 40s, they finished in the 1950s. Uh, this is a mine in the basement, and uh, most people who go through there are pretty sure it's a real mine because it was constructed by mining professionals of the day. And if you think about it, the mining engineering and legacy in Nevada, the legacy of mining engineering in Nevada, uh, was really at the time at the top of the profession, at the top of that industry. Why was that? Well, think about what happened up at the Comstock Lode. They learned a lot mining the Comstock Lode. It was not an easy place to mine. You didn't just dig a tunnel in, you know, and start chopping out the rock. The, the ore were in these pockets. They had to figure out how to empty these pockets, so they came up with uh, different um, engineering solutions to do that. Um, the most famous is the uh, stacking of big timbers to create a structure underneath to hold up the sides of the of the uh, of, of the opening that they were creating to order climb up and chop down some more of the ore so these miners and these professionals that came out of this uh, period really were uh, the best in the world and they brought that knowledge and technology to create this exhibit that kind of is a combination of both what you would have seen, what you will see under the, under the ground up at Virginia City, but also some of the equipment in the early 20th century that they were using to mine is on exhibit as well. And, uh, and then they got the tracks, the ore car tracks through the floor and everything. So there's a lot to see in the mine exhibit. People love it. Well, now I'm excited. I want to go buy my $8 ticket yes. and come. And there is so much to do down there. And we started the show talking about the Mint 150 and the fact that the historic coin press number one, the original and first coin press in the state, is operating. And you can go down and and get a, a stamp on some real silver from the state of Nevada. So just, I, I feel so, gosh, cultural today. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have some special events coming up too, real quick. September 21st is Museum Day. So if you go to smithsonianmagazine.com, you can download a free ticket to come to our museum on that Saturday, the 21st. We will be minting that day. Um, and then in October, of course, we celebrate uh, Nevada Day, uh, and both the actual day and the parade day were open both those days, so people can come down and enjoy the museum. And right after that, just a week later, is Day of the Dead, and we do a big Dia de los Muertos uh, program there. We have folkloric dancers and music and crafts, the sugar skull decorating. 
So that's that um, Saturday in, I guess, I think it's the 2nd of November in, um, is Day of the Dead this year. I don't have my calendar in front of me, but it's that Saturday, that first Saturday. Um, and we will be free that day as well with all the entertainment and crafts for kids. Wow, very exciting. And the website that you want people to go to to learn more about the Nevada State Museum Carson City is? Well, if you go to mint150.com, you'll learn all about what's happening there. And then if you want to see our general website, we are at nevadaculture.org, and you just go to the Nevada State Museum Carson City for that. Awesome. Well, I want to thank Myron Friedman for being here with me today. I'm so excited. I am now going to make a special effort to get down to the Nevada State Museum in Carson City. So much going on and really just understand the historical significance of what is happening that, um, you know, we should be proud to be Nevadans and that we have done a remarkable job in pre preserving this history. We really have. The state took it very seriously. There are seven state museums that are uh, administered by the state of Nevada, and uh, each one has a special focus. So we are really proud of what we're doing in Carson City. Awesome. Well, thank you. Uh, again, Myron Friedman, Museum Director, Nevada State Museum, Carson City. Go out and check out mint150.com. Get your 1870 Liberty seated Carson City sesquicentennial half dollar. There's only about 2,000 left. So if you're a coin collector or just someone who really loves Nevada history, you want to get in on that. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified.